Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. I'm your host, Kevin Osmus. Drew Schlossberg is away this week. Uh, in our last segment, we talked a little bit about the year 1893. Now, let's go back a little bit further to 1868. The first bicycle race is held in Paris. Wyoming becomes a United States territory. The 14th Amendment to the Constitution is ratified. Ulysses S. Grant is elected president. It was a long time ago. Need I go any further? And down in San Gabriel, California, the San Gabriel Unified School District opened for business. With us to discuss their 150th anniversary is San Gabriel Unified Superintendent of Schools, John Papalardo. Welcome to California School News Radio. Thank you very much, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, so um, now it's time for announcer school. How is the district celebrating its sesquicentennial? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the sesquicentennial, and it's our 150th anniversary. San Gabriel was actually founded uh, right on August 8, 1868, is what we have the uh, uh, historical reference. We had uh, one school, 160, 135 students, and two teachers. So this year, as our sesquicentennial year, we've had a number of events. Our San Gabriel Education Foundation hosted a large gala at the Hilton Hotel here in town in the spring. Uh, we've had a focus on the 150 years at our back-to-school event with all of our uh, staff, about 500 uh, people here in San Gabriel uh, in August uh, at our middle school. And we've had our uh, special logo, which was actually designed by a Gabrielino High School student. We gave the uh, the current logo, the previous logo, and uh, asked them, uh, asked the class to design uh, a new logo. Uh, we got about uh, 15 different designs, went through it, and the board selected uh, the top two. So uh, we've been uh, talking about it, looking at it historically, uh, past, present, and future. Yeah, that's the way to do the branding. Bring the people that know it, what's, what's going on the best, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so... Now, obviously, 150 years is a long time. We're, we're going we're gonna to skip over a huge chunk of that. I think that we want to just get right into where the unification in 1992, which I believe is, is uh, one of the key moments in, in district history, right? Sure. That would have been uh, uh, key in our, in our modern-day history. So April 4th, 1992, uh, the community, uh, we had a, a ballot on the a measure a measure on the ballot to have an election. The community of San Gabriel voted uh, to unify the district so our students, instead of graduating, uh, leaving eighth grade and going to San Gabriel High School, which is in the Alhambra 
uh, high school district at the time. Uh, we decided the community wanted a K-12 uh, continuous education here in uh, San Gabriel, so we unified in 92, and in September of 1994, Gabrielino High School was opened, and instead of the eighth graders going off to San Gabriel High School, which actually is in Alhambra, they went to... <laughs> Gabrielino High School, and uh, each year a new class uh, uh, started there until uh, they had their their uh, first graduating class in 1990. And that was about the time we should say that you've been the superintendent. You've been uh, since July 2015, uh, yes. superintendent of San Gabriel uh, Unified School District. Uh, but uh, uh, you came in about 1996 was your was was your first time, uh, uh, tenure at at the district. Yes, it was. As so I started as assistant in assistant superintendent of right of September services. of '96 uh, as assistant superintendent of business services. Eventually, deputy superintendent. I was here for about 12 and a half years. In 2009, I went to Pasadena Unified as the chief finance and facilities officer, and then back here as superintendent six years later. So I have a, a about 22 years of history here uh, in San Gabriel Unified. Yeah, and and your first time around, I mean, you were you were uh, your 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 tenure was marked. You you kind of you kind of looked at the books and straightened everything out. Is that is that about the? <laughs> it's a it's a good study for uh, people who are uh, financial wonks in uh, uh, school district finance. I came to the district in September of '96. And the school, the district had just unified and uh, had the high school for about two years. And the district was basically broke. They actually had a negative general fund balance. Uh, and so the first year or two I spent uh, working with all of the staff and administration in the district to to right the ship financially. It was, it was a time where we were growing, adding students, but there was a recession in the state. So our growth was masking that. But uh, we did, we got that all finished off and then uh, headed on uh, to the next phases where we looked at our facilities needs. At one point, the district had over half of its classrooms, half of its teaching spaces in portable classrooms. And Gabrielino was lovingly referred to there in the late 90s and early 2000s as Bungalino because uh, they had so many bungalows <laughs> there. They had four, 40, 40 portables on, on the site. So uh, we were able to pass, uh, the community passed two general obligation bonds. We were able to leverage that with another uh, significant amount of money from the state of California. And the district is in the last phases of spending about $175 million total uh, over the last 20 years. And we're down to about our last $5 million in bond money. Okay, and then no more Bungalino then, right? Mm, Gabrielino High School is a brand-new state-of-the-art high school. We broke ground in 2000, uh, and, and we hope to have it finished uh, in two years, and we'll have the last building completed by 2020. Okay, so we're talking to Superintendent John Papalardo, of San, Superintendent of San Gabriel Unified School District, and you know, I, I guess I kind of lied a little bit. We are, we are going to go back just a little bit in to the late 1800s because mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to talk about the current model of education now as opposed to the current model at that time when uh, we're, students were preparing for the Industrial Revolution and so forth. What, what, what has changed? What have, what have you, we seen evolve over the years here as far as education models go? Right. Well stated, Kevin. Uh, and, it's, and it's really a national 
uh, movement uh, in the country in the late 1800s. We went from our, our one-room schoolhouses there in the mid-1800s, and we were definitely an agricultural area. Everybody who sees the pictures of Southern California sees the, the lemon trees and the orange groves, and uh, we were agrarian-based. But by the late 1800s, we knew the Industrial Revolution was upon us, and the, the country uh, really set upon an educational model where all students were put in rows. They were all taught the same curriculum. We were all taught to memorize things, uh, rote memory, and uh, we were sent off to work in the factories building cars and making steel and the lumber plants and uh, used to our, our factory line workers, and it worked well you know, through the 20th century. And when people talk about, you know, a crisis in public education, you know, I'll argue that public education uh, is what makes all other professions possible. And California being about the sixth largest economy in the world, I would argue that uh, California's public education, both its K-12 and its university systems, is second to none. But we'll save that for a different time. What's happened it sounds is, to me like you're looking for an argument, John. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about pumped. that at a different you're, time. You're pumped and ready but, to go. That's good. Right. For, for San Gabriel, uh, as we're looking at it, we're looking at it along with the rest of the state and the rest of the nation. What are we doing for 21st century learning? We have this 120-year-old model that we had with students and desks and rows and the teachers teaching and the kids learning, and we're all good to go. But we know that uh, the sage on the stage model where the teacher imparted their wisdom to the students and we went on to the guide on the side where the teacher is now coaching the students and the students are doing the learning because we're looking at the Bureau of Labor Statistics which says that 65% uh, of the jobs that are incoming first graders are uh, not in existence yet. So 65% of the jobs that our, that our uh, elementary students uh, are, are getting prepared for don't even exist at this time. So how is education getting ready for that next phase or the next 100 years or 50 years or 25 years? So we have to change. Uh, we're looking at the four C's model where we're talking about critical thinking. How are we teaching our kids to filter and analyze information and to question content? Uh, collaboration we know is key. Uh, as we look at these large companies, the um, Amazons and Apples and companies that are now worth a trillion dollars, how, what kind of workers do they need? Everybody is working in teams and groups. They have to be able to collaborate and work with each other. Uh, the communication skills and then creativity Activity, uh, is the four C as we're looking at the four C's, uh, and really it's creating something new or creating something in a new way. And it's not just about the arts, but it is about the arts, fine arts and performing arts, but also about uh, how we approach problems and creativity and problem solving, because we know the problems that we're going to have to solve in the future, we don't even know what they are today. So. We're looking at how we're infusing that into our curriculum and how we're changing our models of, of education. Well, I remember back in, in my day, I think they used to sell algebra as the problem-solving uh, mm -hmm. class. Yeah, and, you know, and, and as I was flunking out of algebra, I was just like, what the only – this is just causing me problems. <laughs> it's not solving me uh, any, any problems. Um, well, uh, we, we have to run to break here uh, just sure. for a couple of – 
couple of minutes. We're talking to, to Superintendent John Papalardo of San Gabriel Unified School District here on California School News Radio, uh, the voice of education in California, on wsradio.com. We will be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Securing Our eCity Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debilitating because it affects the quality of their life, and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly, and we put them on an all-natural approach, and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health, and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, Progressive Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McCullough brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcCulloff.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcCulloff.com. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. 
Welcome back to the program. I am Kevin Osmus of VMA Communications. Drew Schlossberg is away this week. We're talking to San Gabriel Unified School District Superintendent John Papalardo. Welcome back to the program, John. Thank you very much, Kevin. So I'm just going to brag on the, on the school district a little bit, give you the few of the highlights here. Um, you have six star schools named to Campaign for Business and Education Excellence 2017-18 Honor Rule. You have five California Distinguished Schools, one Model Continuation School, a 2017 California Gold Ribbon High School. It's a private school education with a public school cost. Uh, and so what are the programs that are making San Gabriel Unified uh, such an essential piece of the community, San Gabriel community? Sure. And there is no one easy answer on that. What I'll say is this district... I want an easy answer, John. Easy, an easy answer, answer is culture. <laughs> okay. As uh, somebody once said, uh, culture eats uh, strategic planning for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So as we look at the culture of San Gabriel Unified, it's really a family culture. It has been in the community for 150 years. Our uh, administrative teams, our school sites, our teachers, our parents, uh, we're really looking at the district as a family and how we help each other. How does the uh, central services help the school sites be successful in working with the children and working with their parents? And basically, as, uh, as teammates, as family members, as coaches, how are we going to help our children best succeed? And so we have outstanding staff out there, outstanding teachers, outstanding administrators, and we're working on the programs. I'll just give you a couple examples. At our um, Roosevelt Elementary School, uh, three years ago we started a music immersion education uh, based on uh, music where each and every student of the 400 or so elementary students have 45 minutes or a 90-minute block of music a day after school but it's really part of the school day. One, one parent had opted out last year. We have, we have none this year. So all of the students are immersed in education from the time they're in kindergarten or TK, where they have this music education, which goes through language, which goes through rhythm, which helps with math, which helps brain development. By the time students get to our middle school in uh, Jefferson Middle School, we have about 1,100 students there. Over half of the students at Jefferson Middle School are involved in music some way, in either the orchestra, uh, the band, uh, vocal. That's over 450, that's over 550 students that are uh, in music every day. And by the time they get to Gabrielino High School, we have these well-rounded students who are high achievers. At the Gabrielino High School, we have a, a nationally ranked speech and debate team with over yes. 200 students involved through the six-period day with their, uh, uh, with their teacher, Derek Ewell, who has been here for uh, almost 20 years now. And he and has ranked built in, this the, in the top three overall in the United top States. Top three overall in the United States. In fact, two, three years ago, they, two years ago, they were number one in the nation. They've been ranked in the top ten for over 15 years. So these students have all of these additional opportunities to thrive. And I believe it all goes together to help develop the whole child and the whole student and the whole person 
and there's over 19 advanced placement courses. Our students, uh, we have about 97.5% graduation rate. Uh, they're going to uh, colleges throughout the country, and, and we're achieving. So uh, three, two years ago, we implemented a one-to-one -one technology district-wide. Uh, we rolled it out over a course of a year where we worked with teachers at all the grade levels, and they came up with, uh, at the lower elementary, TK through 2, they're working with iPads from grades 2 through 5. They're working with Chromebooks. At the middle and high school, it's by department. We have Chromebooks and iPad Pros and Surface Pros and laptops and MacBooks, depending on what department you're in, depending on what best serves the needs of the students uh, in those different areas. So uh, A little all more personalization than, than we found back in the, in the late 1800s, then, is what you're saying, instead of just everybody learning the same thing, students are, are, are learning uh, uh, stuff that really speaks to them and can help them develop. Exactly. So as, as students are working on projects, as the students are working with modern technology, as they're working together, uh, doing, doing things that are helping instill the, uh, the skills that they're going to need when they, when they leave high school and whether they're going to college or directly into a career, we want every student to be ready to continue really to be lifelong learners, to continue to learn, uh, to use their skills uh, as, they're, as they're living in this, this new 21st century, uh, which is a very interconnected world. Uh, how, do we, how do we make sense of it? And we're talking to Superintendent of San Gabriel Unified School District, John Papalardo, on California School News Radio. Uh, let's talk just a little bit. We have two or three minutes left here mm -hmm. about augmented reality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the kids get to wear the glasses. Uh, uh, is this true? Uh, what, it, what it, it, it is true. It's the uh, it's the latest uh, uh, technology that's coming down at our at our STEM lab at uh, McKinley Elementary School, which is an outstanding uh, uh, program we're finding, where every student TK through five is uh, working with a specially trained teacher on the uh, science. Uh, technology and engineering with, the, with 3D printers, with robots, programming, and augmented reality, you know, augmented, there's virtual reality, which is all made up as you're looking through the glasses, and there's augmented reality where you see, but things are included in that, uh, descriptions of your, of your reality. So we know that um, the, the market for this is expected to reach over $160 billion by 2020, uh, and we're, we're exploring ways in how this helps the students interact with their environment and how they learn. Uh, Porsche mechanics are using augmented reality glasses during complex re repairs, and tests have showed that it's improved efficiency and reduced repair time. So as we're looking at technology to help assist us in doing things better, more efficient, more effective. You, you're a fan of Aristotle, John, is that correct? I am a fan of Aristotle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well placed. I believe one of your favorite Aristotle quotes is, the foundation of every state is the education of its youth. And we've got about a minute and a half left in the, in the show today, so can you expand on that a little bit? What, what, 
What do you like about that? Absolutely. And what I like about that, it was 1977. I was sitting uh, as a pre-freshman at Monrovia High School right here, where I graduated from, and it was on the side of the social science building. And I sat there as a 13-year-old, almost 14-year-old, thinking, huh, foundation of every state. We're in California. Education of the youth. I'm about to go into high school education. And Aristotle lived almost... 2,400 years ago. <laughs> so we're talking about 120 generations ago. Uh, in ancient Greece, the foundation of the state, the foundation of our country, the foundation of civilized society is educating its youth. Today's uh, educated youth are tomorrow's government leaders, are the people that are tomorrow going to be leading the country and the world uh, to take it into the next 150 years. And, and that struck me then. I have it as a tagline on my emails that what we are doing here is creating society. What kind of society do we want to see next? And it's public education and education in general that allows that to happen. And so what we are doing is really building our future. And we want to do it well. And from what I see as I travel the state and the country and talk to my colleagues is, is a dynamic uh, system that's changing fast. And I have a lot of uh, uh, hope for our future. Well, the future seems very bright at San Gabriel Unified School District. Thank you, John, for coming on California School News Radio. That does it for our program this morning. Uh, I'd like to thank Kirk McGinnis, uh, principal of Monrovia High School. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Securing Our E-City Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. 
I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. I'm Nicole Heffel, an attorney with the Heffel Law Firm, and I'd like to encourage you to join me in honoring our troops. Part of the Heffel Law Firm's mission is to advocate for those returning veterans in need at no cost to them. You can help us with this by allowing us to serve you with your estate planning needs. I'd like to invite you to contact me at heffellaw.com. That's H-E-F-F-E-L-Law.com. Or call 619-550-3080. 